I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello, Dwayne Brummett here again with Ali Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Uh, Ali, great to be with you today, sir. Yes, I'm, it's great to be with you too. And I do apologize ahead of time. I'm having construction done on my kitchen. So yep. gonna, there's going to be some background noise. So in any chance I can, I'll, I'll um, mute my microphone so people don't have to be tortured with that background slamming and sawing and all that stuff. Gotcha. So, well, hey, we've got a special guest on today that uh, are friends, you know, obviously friends of, of both of ours. Be friend, yeah, friend of yeah. yours first and then mine. But uh, you want to introduce him and we'll get right into the conversation. I absolutely do. I, I'm trying to think back how long it's been since we met, but it's got to be over like 12 years or something like that. It was one of those Facebook uh, meetup, you know, like we met through Facebook and then that we had uh, Sock in the uh, yeah. mix. I think that's what kicked it off. Yeah, you know? we, we both trained with um, my teacher from uh, Ed Tuhan, Chris Sayak at the time when he was alive, actually. And um, since then has passed away. And Tom Kyer, right? Or, you know, some, some of the heavyweight guys with him. And Tom Kyer, Colin Ryan were the guys that taught me stuff. Yeah. And then we met, you and I, on um, and we, we did an event together. This is That's terrible. funny. I'm going to mute oh, yeah. myself. Go ahead, Dwayne. Yeah, I, I hung out well, with you at uh, what do you call it at uh, um, in New Jersey, not New Jersey, in what was it? Yeah, martial arts action. Yeah, the martial arts action event. No, 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 no. There was another one. Um, well, I met you at a, at the uh, something billing uh, thing, and you had a booth set up there. I came and visited you at that. Oh, and, probably. Uh, yeah, might have been at. Well, might have been in. in um, no, I think. Well, we did an event. It was uh, Philadelphia, and then we met for dinner. Went to a really nice vegan restaurant. And I'm going to I'm going to pop out for a second. I'm going to tell these guys that they have to chill out for a little while. So hold on. <laughs> guys, keep going. So, I'll be right back. All right, so yeah. for our, our individuals that aren't watching us uh, on video uh, and you're listening, obviously, to the podcast, because that's an audio portion uh, of the video. Right. So uh, this is uh, Brett Dunlap and, and, and Brett, give your if you would just, uh, you know, where your school's at, how long you've been open, uh, maybe even the style or styles that you incorporate into your school, first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my school's in uh, Wayne, Pennsylvania. Um, I've owned another school in Havertown uh, years ago, um, moved to Florida, um, been in the industry for a long time. Uh, the school that I have now is, what, maybe three years, going on three years. Um, actually, no, like four and a half now, but it's been three that I, I've owned it solely. I started out with a partner and it just didn't work out. Um, but as far as styles, um, Pretty much I teach the children is a very traditional uh, karate. And, uh, but with my background, I've done Northern Praying Manus, uh, Southern style called Six Harmonies, Yang style, Tai Chi, uh, Serata, Screama, Saat, Kali, uh, American Kempo. Um, I've studied with a guy that does really heavy into Ruku Kempo. So I'm just kind of a jack of all trades and I use traditional katas to express a lot of those moves. Um, but my main sort of focus is uh, using karate as personal development, as I do for myself. I do it for the kids, too. Um, and I maybe have two adult students. All the rest are kids. I was going to say, do you primarily? Because that's me, too. I'm primarily a kid's school. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, the only adults I, I have one adult that is not connected to any kids, but all the other adults are all have kids in the program. So, right. So like yeah, family, family members, you mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, let's go. Cool. I yeah. asked them to not hammer and cut right now. They said they're, they're going to take their lunch a little early. Thank you. But yeah, it's so funny. Like sometimes Dwayne yells at me. He's like, your dogs are barking again. You know, it's like we got all sound effects on my end. You know, he's got a nice, quiet domain over there. I got so much. No, what it used to be is Allie would uh, be typing to somebody and he'd have a loud uh, typing action and you would hear. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, "Uh, Allie, think you could knock that off a little bit? Yeah, I'm Um, I'm typing to the people who are listening and watching. So like they're asking (laughs) questions and I'm typing back. But but now I got a softer keyboard. It's quieter. So it's much better. So so Brett, tell us more like about like, well, by the way, we ended up being in Philadelphia. You took me out to a really wild, really delicious Chinese vegan restaurant, which was amazing. Harmony. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. And then um, and then we went in philly walking through the town it was like with apollo yeah we went to south street right 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 that's i just told him we just told he just told that story the other day when he was on our podcast about how much fun we had that night just walking around and uh, and you're tall you're like six five right uh six seven six seven so and paulo and i are like five eight at most five nine so it's funny seeing us and then him like his head's like a whole body ahead of us but but if anything would go sideways most people would be like get that use that guy and uh i'd be like no 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 fight these guys (laughs) yeah that's exactly it that's funny i love the background i can see like something you're moving something around i can see the background there you go well i i have like a, a steel bed here but um uh i've been working with ways to like disguise it with you know different colors and fabrics and that's cool though that's awesome i love it so let's talk about that like you've really been doing a lot of online stuff and let's talk about covid um initially during covid you were like busier than ever right you oh my god you were were booking classes on covid tell us a little bit about your process you were booking the classes doing a a virtual class right you were signing them up like crazy for full-time memberships right tell us a little bit about your successes and what you did uh, in fact i didn't lower prices in fact i I raised prices and just because i couldn't handle the volume i was like leave me alone right (laughs) um and what i did is uh um, I'm, I'm kind of tech nerdy. Like, yeah. um, I, I taught myself, um, um, coding and stuff. And so I, I do WordPress, but I use blank, uh, themes. Right. I know Dwayne knows WordPress and I actually kind of code every yeah. page in there. Um, which reminds me, I have to get back to doing some of that. And, um, anyway, um, you know, being a tech enough guy, I jumped on zoom and, uh, I said, well, how can I at least save every person that I have? And uh, a lot of guys were trying to do these group Zoom classes. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to work very well. So what I did is every 30 minutes with a 15 minute break, starting at 830 in the morning to 830 at night, I put in um, um, a Zoom calendar and people could go in and uh, self-schedule. And once everybody got kind of caught up on Zoom, because I kind of figured there'd be a little bit of a learning curve for everybody. Then I started doing not even classes. I, I did them more as like meetup groups, but I taught karate and then I would cut it really short and just let the kids chat with each other. Um, and that slowly waned off. Everybody still really liked the um, private lesson on Zoom. So pretty much every 30 minutes, I was working with students uh, pretty regularly as if I'd see them two days a week or you know, some people could only do one and uh, saved my uh, business. 
So you were doing one-on-one -on -one individuals with those people, but you had many multiples booked throughout the week and the day, but that's All how day you maintain long. your student base. All day long and uh, till eight o'clock at night on Friday. And uh, I cut off early on Saturday about six. Wow, that's crazy. And you didn't lose people, you gained people. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there was a lot of the, you know, COVID scared people and they were like, I hear you're doing this, let's try it. And uh, so I even did uh, full intros, but I, I was already kind of, um, I've gotten away from doing the the corporate sort of sales aspect where right. um, I was kind of like a machine for years. Uh, my one school, yeah, I think you've been there, the one in Havertown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I was taught um, back during the EFC days, uh, a guy, you know, how to do a three lesson intro and I never changed it because I always had good response from it. So it's like, why, why change it? Um, right. And basically I pretty much did the same thing with, uh, with um, how I, how I ran it. Um, I would have people come in, I'd have a private intro room. I'd get the mom and kid in there, literally tie the uniform on, on the child. Um, but are you, you guys are NLP guys at all? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. read about it. And yeah, so, it so my, my whole thing was, is having mom sitting in the room and mom would help the kid on the uniform, but I would always make sure I tied it. So then he would get used to, hey, you know, um, another adult, it's just like mom standing in the room. So there's like that bond there. Um, I'd go through a three lesson intro, do a lot of stuff, get the kid to, to move around, send him on their way, have him come back for a second intro then I would let them try class because then they already were prepped and then go forward. But with COVID, I couldn't really do that. So then it was just a matter of sort of meet and greet. If you like my, my standard joke is uh, as long as my crazy works with their crazy, then we're good to go. Um, and for the parents, my, my other biggest line is um, if our philosophies are in line, then there's no issue that we can't get through. And that's why we're getting together to meet like this privately. I want to make sure that you're in the right headspace and I am because I straight up fire people within the first lesson. If you know, you're just the, the old idea of get everybody in the door can just poison a school. And I've, I've been there. So I, I interview them as much as they're interviewing me. And uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of what I did. I started doing uh, mini intros and then I just assume the clothes and I would send them a, uh, a link to sort of my sign up landing page. I, I pre pretty much do a landing page with my options on it. Let them choose it. If you don't choose it, it's okay. If you have questions, my cell phone number is the number of the school. Um, regularly, I have parents that will text me and, and nobody's abused it. And if they did abuse it, I would fire them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but I'll have parents even to this day, like text me for, hey, can you mention something in class or my kid's going through this and, you know, that's it. So pretty much that's what happened. And uh, I, I grew exponentially. And then when restrictions let off, you know, a lot of the people that were a lot further away, I had somebody in like Virginia that I was teaching, um, you know, they, they kind of went back to their normal life kind of thing. That's great. That answered it. Yeah, no, that's oh, awesome. It was, it I, I love what you I love what you said about, um, you know, feeling out the people like we, we forget, like when we hire employees, we interview them, but we forget sometimes that they're interviewing us as well. 
right? right. You know, so like, and then they may not call, you know, we're like, wow, I can't believe they didn't call back. I offered them the job. And that's because we didn't sell them on what we were doing. They didn't like what we were saying. Um, and I find that too with parents. Like I, I've had a few parents that have come in and right from the start, like from the get-go, like I had a dad the other day. He's like, I want my kid to train with the adults. I'm like, sir, he's only seven. But yeah, but I want him to train with the adults. I'm like, it's just not possible. We won't do it. Like I knew right away he was just not the right, you know, he would want his kid to do MMA and be a fighter and a street fighter. And I'm like, yeah, it's not kind of like what we're promoting here, although we'll right. teach them the self-defense. So it's a good opportunity to feel them out as well. Well, and, and I think every school owner is, is looking at the numbers. You know, what does a guy do when he opens up a school like a newbie? He goes, I need this amount of students. I can pay this much rent. My phone bills this, my marketing is this, da, 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 da. And all I need is this much and I'll be sitting in the yeah. gravy. So you're like, I need people through the door. Right. And it, I, I haven't felt for me that that has ever worked out for a positive outcome ever. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're not just like every corporation onboarding a, a, a new employee, if you're not onboarding your new you know, prospects from the get go, then they're going to have different expectations. Um, yeah. And, you know, a, a friend of mine th through SOC said this once because uh, um, we were talking about stuff and he goes, don't have a conversation without me in the room. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you know, when you're like cleaning and you're pissed off and you're going, he did this. And, you know, I'm going to say this. You're having a whole conversation that I can't re rebut in that time. So then when we do get together, you've already had a fight. <laughs> right, right. We aren't able to solve it because you just had six hours of this whole bad conversation. So right. part of onboarding is to just let everybody know where your bottom lines are, what you'll accept, what you won't accept, but not in a harsh way, but Hey, this is who I am. And right. things go sideways. Just as they're going to go sideways for you. I could say the wrong thing at the wrong time, but this isn't a transaction. This is a relationship. Yeah. We can get over this. That's a tough one to get people to realize because there's a very confrontational mindset in our world today. And I read yeah. a great, I read a great quote or a meme, you know, there's so many of them out there. And it said something like, um, you know, people really love you and appreciate you until they no longer have a need for you. Right. Like, so let's yeah. say right. little Johnny doesn't have confidence and now he does because of your teaching. Now they no longer need him unless they readjust their goals you you're already done your job you fit your you've done the purpose that you were set out to do and they right. no longer care so i think that that's Dwayne and i are big on onboarding and, and making sure our clients understand and i just made a sheet that when we do a trial class i i did away with it for many years a paper trial class but being that i'm not there a lot i uh, i have my guys have them fill out the trial class waiver but on the back it has a lot of qualifying questions you know like you do realize this is a commitment it's not just a, you know a hobby you know we want we want committed parents are you willing to commit for a period of time like a lot of qualifying i'm i'm almost in a way a little nervous it might scare some people but at the same time i want them to realize that this is not just something you come to once in a while and you don't put time into and so on I, my, I, I have been leaning towards things a lot more like now I don't negotiate at all. Right. It is what it is. If you come once a week, it's still the same price. If you come every day, it's the price. That, and, and by the way, my, that's my program is um, you can come every day of the week if you felt like it, or you can come one day a week. If you, feel, you can come once a month, that's your right. choice. I, right. I'm, I'm not your dad in that aspect. 
Right. The the more you come, obviously, the the more skill you're going to gain. Yeah. yeah. Um, but people are so busy now, like I think they feel a, a bit of a relief. But um, kind of going back to what you're saying is um, I, I just don't negotiate anymore. It, yeah. It's kind of like for so many years, I would put on this uh, emotional persona of, you know, this guy teaching your kids and every class had to be 110 percent. Uh, everything were, and I would stress myself out so much (laughs) during a class that I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And now I've gone like, Hey, this is who I am. If you like me, great. If you don't, that's okay. But disagreeing with me is okay too. Yeah. Just don't, we have to have that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't just disagree and run away. No, no, no. You stand toe to toe. And if you can change my mind, please. Thank you. Yes, yes, I hear you. What are your thoughts on that, Dwayne? Like you run well, that similar. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that there's a lot of school owners that, um, well, I shouldn't say a lot. I, I don't think that, I should, let me just say this. There's some school owners that do not think that way. It's my way or the highway. Um, and I agree with that aspect to a certain degree. But again, if you can persuade me to your way um, right. or your line of thinking, I, I, I think it's beneficial because I believe we both grow and the relationship actually gets deeper and vice versa. If you're willing right. to let me change your paradigm, uh, I think our relationship gets even deeper then. Uh-oh. I, I said I, smi- I smiled when you said paradigm just then because I, I used to say I read the word. I don't know if you heard this. Everyone probably heard it a million times, but I was reading a book and it said paradigm. So I said to my ex-wife at the time, I'm like, it's the paradigm. You got to learn to shift your paradigm. She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, look, I opened the book. I go, you see, you, you got to learn stuff. And she's like, that says paradigm, dummy. And I'm like, from that moment, Dwayne still says your paradigm to me. Um, that, that's you know, like, you know, a, what is it from Christmas story? Fragile? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. I just had a parent the other that's, day. That's and- actually, it goes, that goes back farther because that is Mark's brother's. Oh, oh right. really? Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he'll, he'll, yeah. Groucho will say, well, you know, put that in a box and mark it for Gilly. Well, you, you know, it's funny though. Like even my music at the school. So I'm, I, I have Alexa's like all over my house and, and all, all over, you know, the school. And uh, so I have this like, and, and I think why we're, we're unique as martial artists, there's a certain point that we kind of go, I emotionally, I might care what you think, but I don't let that stop me. So I can like opera. I can also like jazz. And what you think of me is not going to stop me from doing these things. So even my music selection goes from, uh, I don't know if you remember um, Shawshank Redemption, where the guy locks himself in the library and he plays the two ladies singing. One day, one day I happened to be listening to that. And I'm like, add that to my playlist. And then I had, um, not Nat King Cole, um, uh, Andrea Bocelli. Uh, you see him on channel 12 all the time, like during the Christmas time singing like Christmas song, I put him in there. And so I'll go play my favorites. You'll see the whole class of kids go, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but I sit there and I go, you're going to remember this stuff someday when you're on a real date with a real girl and she's going to go, you know about that. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Well, you're right though. In that, in that regard, I think a lot of times I've always been like Dwayne said, where it's my way or the highway. And and that brought me to where I am now, but I did, you know, that mindset 
I mean, I look back at how many people I probably lost because of it, or maybe I could have been a little bit more flexible or understanding. Um, and uh, I'm pretty, pretty understanding now. But I think I think the biggest point is to find people that understand why I do what I do and agree with it. Right. So I'm not going to be right. everyone's flavor of ice cream. I'm going to only be a few people that, you know, but at the same time, those are the people I'm marketing to, you know, the ones that believe in what we do, the discipline, the, you know, the traditionalism and so on. So, I mean, I, I used to have a lot of people in my school that were from many different you know, desires, you know, they, they wanted it to be point sparring. They wanted it to be this, you know, they didn't like the way the wood looked. They wanted red, white, and blue. And, and like, I would try to appeal to all of them and I never could. No, um, you can't. You know, so, and you'll lose your mind. Yeah. And I was losing my mind. It really literally made my job miserable. Like where I was always constantly coming in with that defensive mentality because I knew I was going to be put up against some bickering, complaining person. And it's not their fault. It's no. just that we didn't gel initially. Right. I should have been smarter at, at communicating what I do and what I what I'm about, and that's what I do really well now. Like you said, right from the trial class onboarding to the sign up onboarding and the communication. So that's important. And, and, I, I and, give my cell phone out too. And and I'm way more to use a term, I'm more naked in front of my clientele. Like they jump on my personal Facebook page. I'm like, hey, how are you? Like I am so much more open than I used to be because, you know, quality of life is kind of important. And I, I, I have yet to meet anybody from the nineties with the, you know, and you remember the schools, I have a thousand students. I have yet to meet anybody that has a maintained those numbers or B said that that was the best time of their life. They're like miserable. And they're like, Oh my God, I had five schools. We had, you know, uh, 1500, you know, active members. And I was losing my mind every day. That's not a life. Like you're not happy. And now if everybody was sunshine and bubbles, you'd be like, right on, you know? Yeah. And it's bad enough explaining what we do in context of today, where it's like, why aren't you doing like MMA? Well, I, I am. They're just stylizing it their way. This is, what you mean yeah. like I, and I always get in this debate with people like okay so you mean people that regularly carried weapons back in the time of like okinawa fishermen um shop owners they all had a knife on them so yeah. what like why do you think today is the new tech is so much different and like i'll talk to guys that do like in fact uh tom, tom was one that kind of illustrated this because He's walking to many uh, BJJ schools when it became popular, and, and Tom um, and um, Colin both uh, were, I, I think it's the 04 Olympic team, like they, um, the whole DuPont thing, like they knew all those guys. And they say, you know, I, I'll walk into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school, and I'll take a bunch of, uh, you know, solo cups, and I'll throw them on the floor. And I go, let's go. And they go, well, wait, what are those? Well, those represent glass. Those represent rocks. Those represent dishes. So if all you're doing is working to get on your back you have just damaged yourself so the the training has to sort of resemble real life for one and i don't see any traditional martial art that doesn't um deal with those situations it's information might have been lost or lied about but you can easily nowadays with the internet go back and find those missing pieces so it's not like you have to go i am done with Tong Sudo and I will do this now because this makes sense. No, it's all in there. 
I just know. no one's ever shown it to you. I, I've had that debate so many times. I remember back, I had one guy that we'd have on quite often and we would debate about Kata and we maybe we should have him back on again, Dwayne. But uh, but you know what's interesting oh, too? Fun I love because what, we've had a couple that we've done that with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They always disagreed with me on my traditional philosophy and all that other stuff. So, but you know what? I love what you're saying, Brad. It's like, too, it's like um, if we on, like, look, if we're, if we are a uh, steakhouse, and on the outside, it says, you know, Ali's Steakhouse. And then when people come in, I go, hold on. We don't serve steak here. Um, it's all <laughs> vegan. And all we have is tofu. We're going to get a lot of angry people. And I think that's what most martial artists do. They have this big blanket statement of who they are in their brand. And they don't really communicate their brand well when they first meet. So like for me, my, my goal is to show people when they walk through, I do a little dojo tour. I show them our environment. I explain to them as we go, you know, everything's a selling point. Like this is our lobby. This is where you get to watch the classes and see, we love it when you watch and have some feedback and have questions for me. And then here's our locker room. Here's our mats. They're thick and, you know, and we do throws, you know, like I take them through this visual tour right before they even do their first class, because I'm already on and I'm, and I'm a traditional school. And that's my belt when I was, you know, five years old and I have all this stuff hanging. It's on this little mini like museum tour before they actually do their first class. Cause I want to onboard them the best possible. I want them to have a good understanding of what we do before they even do it. Well, and, and, and then I think, so a, a huge part of um, sales, like real sales, not, not bait and switch, not like high pressure sales. First thing that they tell you is one, if you believe in your product, you, you can sell it all day long, just like a little kid going, right. I want this, you know, like they believe in what they believe and eventually you give in. Um, if you believe that it's the best thing for them, and then it's a matter of finding out what are their real needs yeah. and telling stories on how it has benefited you. Right. That I think is the key. You know, I'm, I'm six, seven, 200 something pounds, but um, I went to beauty school. Right. Like most guys would look at me and be like, you did what? And I'm like, well, believe me, I was a little like nervous, like, but it wouldn't stop me because I didn't care what people thought. Right. Uh, when I was in finance, I was the new guy at the table and I'd stand up and I go, I don't agree with that. And they were like, but you're the new guy. And I'm like, well, you guys like physically, you're not going to be able to do anything to me that I can't handle. So right, that right. takes things down a huge, like those are kind of the little stories that you can tell people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I was just telling a dad the other day, I was like, I don't think you understand the benefits that your pseudo nerdy, awkward kid is going to get from this. Right. Like, I've had friends from every country around the world. Um, you know, uh, if you go to the art museum in Philadelphia, they have a whole section on nights. And then you, the sale is, I got them in the art museum, but guess what? Every country has a way of protecting themselves traditionally. Right. Plus yeah. they have a Buddhist deconstructed Buddhist temple in there. Hey, that's supposedly where the story started. Like you can blend this into so many different venues for a parent when explaining your program that then they get those nice little pictures in their head going well and and my my favorite one of all is um the the daily battle does not equal the war and every kid i love hot dogs you give me a hot dog every day about six months i'm gonna go get, give me a piece of broccoli please right, like, right right exactly so karate after a while you definitely get burned out but much like forcing your child to take an instrument when he is 20 something years old and he's on the beach playing his guitar and girls are sitting around him, 
you really think he's going to put that guitar down and go run out and go, mom, I'm really mad that you forced me to learn how to play the guitar. Right. No, but you're all those little battles to go, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like that's kind of the payoff at the end. And, and I think people have just sort of forgotten that, you know, it is. I, I mean, what do you think, Dwayne, on that? I mean, that's literally like you're a master at the onboarding to the point where you actually almost do your entire, not even the trial process, but your sign up process totally automated right now, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's still human touch in there. Um, you know, the biggest is like kind of what Brett had said. I need to know, um, you know, what they're looking out of the martial arts program, you know, for their child. But I think the other thing that goes along with it is what not only what they are looking for out of the martial arts, but what their perception of martial arts is. So it's not only just, you know, us explaining to them uh, what we do, how we do it, what we expect, all those type of things, but we also need to see where they're, again, going back to the word paradigm, where their paradigm is, right? What their right. viewpoint of martial arts is. Um, and because if it's unrealistic, we could tell them what we, what we do and how we do it, but there's going to be a a, 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 a true co conflict that's going to be there. And so understanding, you know, a lot of, I don't know about you guys, but you know, a lot of the people that, that come into our school have no martial arts background. Um, and in fact, the ones that do really are the ones that we have a tendency to have more um, opportunities to solve uh, situations with than you know, the latter, the people that have no, idea except for maybe what they've seen on tv but right. they've never actually experienced it those are actually the the easier ones to overcome it's the ones that uh, you know have had martial arts experience and what we're doing doesn't meet the same the same experience that they had before good bad and different whatever yeah. but it's yeah. that's i find that is the hardest challenge you know it's interesting too Dwayne. too like even with um you know, a lot of times people's perception of the martial arts nowadays, you know, back in the 80s, it was Mr. Miyagi and the Karate Kid, you know, and Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, you know, nowadays it's like, you know, martial arts, oh, that's MMA, the UFC, like that's what most people know. And then they do, you know, maybe even now the Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, um, you know, but I had a, a parent said my son, he signed him up for the trial class and he says, my son doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to get beat up like in Cobra Kai. Like, I'm like, no, no, that's not going to happen. So there's another false pers perspective out there. But right. um, I think it's our job to immediately explain to them what they have at their fingertips and how well they could utilize what we do and how it will change their child's life or their lives. Um, I think that's a big one. Yeah, well, I do. One of my I think first and foremost, we have to find out what what they're thinking first. Yeah, right. Agreed. Before we throw up on them. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Because we can say all the wrong things without knowing where they're where they're at first. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. 100%. Right? Yeah. Hey, we I do cut you off, Fred. That's right. No, no, no. No, it's good. Go ahead. Go. Say, say no, you what, video, uh, we do kicks and and then they say, oh, I hate kicks. Right. You know, but yeah, right. yeah I've been there. But the other thing that I say is even for the parents that are like, oh, this is just an activity, which right. I'm fine with, too. Like, I really don't have a problem with that. But I then over time and going, well, here are the benefits of this. And one of my favorite ones is this is the great doesn't matter. Right. And it matters, but this is an opportunity for you to view your child in a classroom setting and see how they behave Yeah, and take notes and go, oh my gosh, I did not know my child was shy, like mm. to get up in front of people or, Hey, my kid is the pain in the butt. Like, whoa. Right. And then make 
protocols, whether it's, you know, however your family handles it, yelling at the kid or going, hey, if you listen for five more minutes today, when we get in the car, I'll take you to five below, whatever, whatever the right. family solution is. That I get more people to go, that's kind of a good idea. Or yeah. text me if you're having an issue. Right. And that, and coming from the, the personal development aspect of it, and that's why I blasted that on my page. I'm attracting more parents that are looking for that. Like I have, I have some parents. That, you know who Wim Hof is? No. Blaine Wim Hof. Yeah, look him up. So there's this whole like world of people out there. The, um, you know Dave Asprey, the guy that does uh, bulletproof coffee and all that stuff. No, I don't know that um, one either. I might have to start catching up on. Yeah. You. All right. So like, um, there's this whole sort of. Um, beyond personal development from biohacking on like um, these guys that are just in a whole different realm. And what I love about technology, hence the ability to do stuff like this is some nice person has been kind enough to put this on YouTube. And now you have billionaires interviewing the best at XYZ guys. I would never have been able to introduce myself to, to, to get to that. Like, um, um, you know, Wim Hof, he, he's kind of mastered breathing um, look him up. They call him the Iceman. Um, he takes people up the Himalayan mountains um, without doing a pressure change stuff in speedos during the winter. Hmm. Um, there's like all this like amazing stuff, but it's it's constantly um, there's more information that we can bring to these parents and families so that they can um, enhance their own lives. So right. part of these like little sales. I'm meeting more people that are at least peeking into these little different areas that I'm interested in because I'm being more honest to the clientele when they come in and you have time to slowly go. Have you looked into this? What about this? Then they look at you as a resource, not right. just because people are busy, you know? I agree. I, I, I like that whole entire being that I have a, I offer a free month of classes before they sign up. And I say, listen, I, we call it our fall in love program. I want you to take a whole month to fall in love with what we do. If at any time we fail you because we didn't make sure that you, you know, we hit all the things that you wanted. Um, please let us know because maybe somehow it's a misunderstanding or we're not doing, we're not the right school for you. But I right. like that part that I could really get to know these people well and, and you right. know, share with them knowledge and information. And then normally they're beaten at the butcher sign anyway. Uh, you know, right. they're asking me, I don't have to ask them. And I think it's a lot less pressure than me having to sit down with them, you know, high pressure sales, the, all the different closing techniques that I learned as a salesperson to try to get them committed. I, I, it's just for me, and I wrote this on a Century uh, website page the other day on Facebook. I go, for me, this works perfect because I don't want to do the pressure sale. Now at my time in my life, this is right for me. You know, back in the day, I would have been different, you know, so I'm, I'm good with that. But even then, if people like uh, I have pretty much two programs um, and both of them, you can quit at any time. If you're not happy, see it because anybody's staying because of a financial commitment for me, they don't want to be there as it is. Yeah, correct. And yeah, that's the thing. Like I said to parents too, I said, you know, some of them are like, I don't know about the commitment. I don't know if we could commit for a whole year. And I said, I totally understand that. However, we only want parents that will commit for a year. Like we want to know that you're behind what we do and you'll at least stick it out for a year, you know, so that what we're not going to put all our time into your child over the first two or three months to get them acclimated. And then you quit. 
And now we've wasted like a high level of energy in those first two months that it takes way more in the first two or three months with that child that, that, to indoctrinate them into the whole philosophy and rules and regulations than it does over the next four or five months after that. So I said, well, you're going to cancel at that point because maybe you ran into a roadblock. But, you know, so I, I want people who are committed. Well, and, and that's the other reason that I've increased my monthly um, price so much that if if you're only going to try it for a month, you're going to, you, you're, you're paying for it. Um, you're not going to just go, Oh, I'm just in and out. Okay, fine. I mean, so it, I've just changed even the price structure to do the um, um, friction, so to speak, which, you know, I'm probably even um, as this goes forward and, and more technology comes out, I'm even probably going to be doing more uh, on uh, even the whole sales process with video at some point and go, don't call me pretty much unless you see this video. Cause I'm just going to tell you, would you look at the video? <laughs> right. Right. And Dwayne does that, right? Right. Dwayne, you yeah. have everything on your set and you have, you do some great, Dwayne's really awesome at yeah. walking with the, what is it? The, the smooth, the camera that we have. And he walks yeah. through the dojo and he, and he's got his script down and it really yeah. is so professional that people are, you know, they're I'm sure like so impressed with his presentation. Like why wouldn't they want to sign up? And he explains all the questions and all the things right. they need. I mean, that's, if you do that, that's all the stuff that you'd have to cram into a one 10 minute, 20 minute sales presentation that they right. probably forget the minute they leave. Now right. they're watching it at their own time, doing it at their own leisure. And now they're like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Well, anything that is, um, repeated in your business, I think can, can be automated to a certain degree. Um, and, yep. and yes, I still need a live person to do some things and answer some questions, but, um, I think most of those things can be duplicated and you, you can, uh, automate, automate those things, especially nowadays, obviously. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now I'm curious. I know that you had brought up, uh, Brett with regards to, um, you know, personal development and, and those type of things from what I understand, um, you know, you, you have a business inside of your business. Well, no, I, actually, um, one of my students, um, uh, kind, uh, we've been kind of friends. He's a um, Pentagon Marine, re retired and all this stuff. And his wife turned into a uh, psychiatrist, um, went and got her psychology degree or whatever. And uh, since COVID, her business exploded. And all she does is Zoom calls. And we happened to be chatting and... and, and uh, her husband, um, who I'm friends with, he's like, um, you know, are you interested in, you know, doing some zoom calls? And I'm like, well, for what? And, and he just laid it out. And so right now I only have like uh, two active cause I, I I'm kind of one of these guys that takes a deep dive into it. I get my feet wet and then I try to figure out all the pieces as much as I can before I really drop the hammer. Like I could get all these marketing and new people and not understand how to do the business. And, uh, right. so right now, um, I could see this overtaking my income from, uh, from the school by, uh, doing, um, coaching. Hmm. Um, and there's also like, uh, so there's a lot of coaching type stuff that needs no licensing. And, uh, so far, like the, the person that I'm working with, um, she's got her doctorate degree in psychology. So I'm sort of piggybacking off of her reputation and, we're funneling through like one of these services that she uses. And then if she thinks it's a good fit, she's like, Hey, you want to do this one? And then boom. So in fact, 
yesterday, I just had the one client and Monday, I have another one coming up, but I could see this easily taking over um, what, what I do at the school, like blow it out of the water. Wow. That's awesome. But we're yeah. we, technically we do this anyway. Yes. <laughs> like how much of this is like, I, I, I always say that, like now that we have the internet, well, is there anything that you're really teaching that the, I mean, from a, from a technical standpoint that somebody can't get off the internet or buy a DVD. No, like 99.9% of this, there's nothing new. What's the difference? You're coaching them, which I think everybody needs a coach and name one rock star superstar that does not have a coach that they, that they love. So having someone to be accountable to, it's what we're doing anyway. And it's just a matter of, I'd say 90% of what I'm doing anyway has nothing to do with like a technical manner. It's more like, child development you're sitting there going well this is what i would do and since you look at me like i'm perfect here's what i'm going to tell you and this and i'm very honest in in the classroom when i've made a mistake like um uh, al you probably know better what, what's the definition of sensei do you know the english translation well sensei i mean is basically just a teacher in general i mean it's not necessarily even a martial art term it's just a teacher so, so I've looked into, at least on the Wikipedia page, and, and I've been introduced to like, you know, the local aspect of it. What I've been sort of taught is it's a little bit deeper than that. The, the sort of, if you had to give it a sentence, it's he who walked before you. Right. And I tell kids that all the time. I go, look, your, your parents are not perfect. They're trying to keep you from walking into that puddle. They're down the road going, no, 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 go left. And if you're smart enough, you'll go, okay. <laughs> and that's kind of what our whole job really is. I've made mistakes, but I've also averted mistakes because I was able to listen to teachers and, and do things like that. Right. Um, so that, that's kind of what we're doing anyway. So like segueing into, um, you know, full on um, life coaching or uh, whatever, um, in fact, I just had a conversation the other day. They were talking about getting me sped up on like codependency issues, which it, it's another sort of coaching aspect. Um, that's all we're doing anyway. So how is it any different than what we're doing and getting paid for? It's definitely, that's the truth. And, and I love the definition of sensei um, because, you know, what you said, it's the person who's gone before you. And, and but the problem is sometimes people don't realize, like my contractors were just saying, oh, you're a, a martial artist. What degree are you? I'm like, oh, I'm an eighth degree black belt. Like, oh, my God, you could kill everyone. I go, the belt and the degrees mean nothing. I mean, I know many black belts, high ranking black belts that couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. Right. You know, and they're terrible. Um, so the belt is an illusion. Right. And it's always yeah. been that's why the Japanese. And, you know, I only know this because I've been there 17 times and lived over there. Um, it, you know, it's an illusion. They don't really respect the black belt like we do in the United States and right. other countries. They're like, oh, my God, black belts are the highest level. No, for them, black belts just a beginning. That's like that's not you haven't even begun or gotten started until you got your black belt now you're kind of serious when you yeah. hit fourth degree you're really serious and now you start looking at your mastership titles you know so right, it's right, interesting right. but i, um, I kind of always looked at it like you just graduated high school right that's your black belt now yeah. we can at least talk to you right right <laughs> because exactly. you'll understand what the heck i'm talking about right <laughs> absolutely man it's amazing so anyway, Dwayne, do you have any final questions? Because I know we had a little bit of a delay, but we're, it's already been almost an hour. So we started really? a little late. But Dude, yeah. it, it went like that. 
I know. I mean, I don't think we've been on for an hour. I don't know if you could see the timer, Dwayne, but I think probably like 50 minutes we've done because we started late. Yeah, I think we're more like 45 at the minute, but that's okay. all right. Um, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. We, this is what we had a lot of time to schedule to, to do the call. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulties, but I appreciate you being uh, flexible and, and willing to get on the call. Um, let's kind of leave, if we could, maybe with uh, um, since, uh, you know, you are he who has walked before us. Right? <laughs> uh, maybe leave some, uh, you know, I don't know, one or two or three different pieces of advice for school owners, especially in this day and age, um, um, you know, to, you know, to move forward. Don't be afraid to be yourself, you know, and, and the more you put those seeds out there, more people will come to you. And, and I understand having to make the bills right away. Um, generally speaking, if you're just opening up, you got to do what you got to do to get people yeah. in the door. But yeah. once you have a certain base, the more you are. Um, and uh, Warren Buffett talks about one of his bigger things to um, why he puts money into a company is um, the guy needs to know when to say no. That is more important than saying yes to everything. Yeah. So know when to say no and also be um, fast with your intelligence like zoom i mean COVID hit the guys that are alive figured it out real fast you need to know how to pivot you know and and last keep your expenses low the only reason that i'm alive right now is because my rent is less than my rent at my house <laughs> right that's yeah, good advice that's, that is that's great really advice. good advice Absolutely. So, I think th those and you also pointed out some fatal flaws right there, too. Like a lot of people don't know their numbers. They don't know their expenses. They've hmm. over over shopped. So they bought a bit. They wanted that dream of that big, huge, monstrous school. They hey, all I need is 275 students to maintain that, you know, that kind of thing. That's I, a I machine, tell, man. <laughs> I tell my clients that I coach now. I'm like, I, I of course, I'm from this perspective now. I wasn't like that 10, 15 years ago, but I'm hmm. like. I'd rather be, and I always say high quality, low stress, high profit, right? And I right. want to be able to make that money, but enjoy what I do to the point where I love it so much that I'm sharing myself, like you said, the true truth of who I am with everybody. Right, right. And I love, uh, I, I know you said um, uh, the word naked, uh, but I would choose to use the word transparent, uh, yeah. but being more transparent with your uh, you know, your clientele, whether it's right. in the classroom or even on the, on Facebook, um, you know, and just letting everybody know who you are. And, and I, I think that's a good thing. And, uh, it just, it, it makes you more attractive because people want to be connected with individuals that aren't sugarcoating things. Um, you know, they're not, they're not downers, but they mm -hmm. are, uh, you know, I kind of look at myself as a, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pragmatic, optimistic person. So I will say my faults and I will say that, you know, this was my mistake, but I'm optimistic about my future. And Good. I think when you do what you said with regards to being naked, being totally transparent about things within reason, obviously there's, right. you know, it's kind of like what uh, uh, Keith Hafner talks about is managing disclosure um, where you, you do need to manage some of the disclosure not everybody needs to know everything, but it's okay to say, yeah, I messed up in this area and here's right. how I handled it. You oh, know, I, I've done that. Like I, I've had somebody that um, 
I'd been billing for quite a long time and it, you know, they, they didn't catch it. And she got very, you know, irritated at me and got on the phone and started yelling at me and go, ma'am, this was not nefarious. This was a complete mistake. You know me. We've talked about this. And instantly she went, oh yeah, you're right. All right how do we fix this? And I went, okay, let me, let me do this. And, but because I was so normal, it wasn't a transaction, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I like what you said about that. that, that this is not a transaction, right? This is a relationship. Yes. Right? I love that. I, I would it say is. that for me, that was the biggest takeaway today. Not that, not that, yeah. not that I don't subscribe to that, but I need to make sure that my clients understand that I have that same philosophy as you. This right. is not a transaction. This is a relationship. Well, and, that, and, that, and it's, and it's your personal growth, even dealing with that mistake. Like I, I um, you and I are same faith. Um, I believe everything that we're put in front of us is for us to learn from. So even when we make a big boo-boo, it's either hide from it. It's going to happen again or turn around and face it. And guess what? Most of the time you'll get through it a lot better and you go, oh man, that wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a big deal to let people know that, you know, number one, we're human, right? Like, and, and, and also to really clarify, like when some people say to me, well, this is a business. I said, no, it's not. And they're like, well, you, you make money. I go, but yeah. so do, so do schools. And right. so do other, you know, other uh, educational facilities. Is that a business or is that a school? And I said, we're a school. We're like similar to that of a temple or a church. And I think that's the part that they have to understand. And I had a, gr a great conversation with a grandmother not too long ago. I, and I talked about this in the past. And she said to me, her credit card didn't go through. So I emailed her and she said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, I don't mean to be a pest. She says, be a pest. She goes, that's my obligation to make sure that your the bill gets paid because you deserve it. That's what you do for my kid. She goes, right. it's not, it's not, it's my mistake. You know, like she understood the relationship of, of a student teacher relationship. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Very good. All right. Well, thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. No problem. Anytime guys. And uh, you should, I should have Tony on at some point, the dojo hero guy. Yeah, we will. We'll reach wow. out to him. Him Send and Tom. Set me up in the conversation on Facebook with the guys, and then we'll set. I'll set up an appointment. Perfect. Awesome. All right, See you later, guys. Dwayne, good seeing you. Thanks for figuring everything out on Zoom, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Thanks, Dwayne. Figured anything out, but it's all good. Nice <laughs> right. seeing you, Brett. Bye, right. guys. Bye, guys. Sayonara. Bye. See you later. Take care. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management Group at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. GetKarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your systems. AdHealthCoaching.com, helping school owners create a whole other revenue stream for their school. We will see you next time.